Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 205. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Aloha, Fire Nation, and let's give a quick thank you to our sponsors, Audible and GoToMeeting. Audible.com has an audio library of over 100,000 of your favorite titles. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. GoToMeeting with HD Faces is the powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate with your team online, Fire Nation. Try it for free for 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com Click the Try It Free button and use the promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, David Wood. David, are you prepared to ignite? Houston, we have liftoff. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> David is the host of the Kickass Life podcast, which features some of the most respected authors, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders in the world. David is an author, trainer, life coach, humanitarian, and business leader, bringing his passion for people, culture, and the unknown to everything he does. Given Fire Nation a little overview, David, but why don't you take a minute? Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. All righty. Well, uh, elevated version. I'll try and keep it brief here. But if I go back to 15, I'll give you some, uh, some background. I'm 52. Yeah. So I go back to 15. My history teacher sat me down. His name was Mr. Rosler. He says, David, <laughs> you're the worst student I've had in 37 years of teaching. <laughs> and you're going to probably end up in jail or on the street. And, and you know, being the enlightened 15-year-old that I was, I told him where to go. <laughs> I, left, I left school that day, but I actually left home that day as well. I was angry. But I started dabbling in business. And my first business I really did was a window cleaner. I was a window cleaner. And then I was a chimney sweep, and I started a decorating company. Um, and all, my, all the things I did were with my hands, but I was my own man, and, and it felt amazing. And at 20, something happened to me that changed everything for me. Um, I went on an all-inclusive six-day boozing holiday with 12 of my mates from the local pub to Tunisia. Now, I had no idea where Tunisia is. And for those of you that were like me, it's in North Africa. Africa. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Good. Good job. I should have asked you. Uh, but between the booze and the hash and everything else we were doing, remember, I was young. I wasn't very enlightened, right? I don't remember much of the six days. But when they left, I decided that I would travel until my money ran out. I had $2,000 left. Um, when they took off and the plane took off, I turned around, I looked at the country for the first time and I was terrified. I didn't understand any culture, let alone a Muslim culture. I locked myself in my room <laughs> and, and basically room service the whole way. And I'd gone through almost half my money by the end of the first week. And I was just terrified. I was terrified. I'd never been alone before like this. And, and I was completely out of my comfort zone. I, I was, I, every, every, everything was strange. Um, that trip ended up lasting 10 and a half years, 42 countries. Um, and it took me about a year and a half to stop that knot in my feeling, that, that knot in my stomach of absolute fear. Uh, and my first night in Canada, I slept on a roof. The year was 1989. I'll take you back there. Um, and I, uh, 
I, I've gone on since that day in 1989, sleeping on a roof as a backpacker of 10 and a half years. I've grown multiple multi-million dollar companies. And my good friend, Les Brown, he says this. He says the two most important days uh, of your life are the day you're born and the day you discover why. And fortunately for me, I discovered uh, why, my why, about a decade ago. And since then, everything, everything, everything has changed. And even though at the time I, I was already kind of doing quite well, I had sort of already created that rags to riches story. Deep down, I was still unfulfilled. I was unsatisfied. And my marriage was failing. You know, and I always think of that quote by Oprah Winfrey. She says, the greatest discovery of all time is that, pers- uh, is that a person can change his or her future by merely changing their attitude. And it was at that kind of time I really started taking about 100% responsibility for everything in my life, everything not in my life. I stopped blaming others. I completely changed my attitude uh, about business, success, contribution. I started to invest in me first in that little space between my ears. Uh, And I realized that I could actually design my life and, and my business um, in any way that I kind of wanted to. I could reach more people. I could have more free time for my crazy adventures. I could have bigger dreams and goals. I could feel completely, deeply fulfilled whether I was working or not. And today I'm blessed to be helping other entrepreneurs do the same thing, you know. And uh, so, you know, 70% of employees dislike their jobs and feel unhappy. And unfortunately, 80% of entrepreneurs fail in business in their first five years. And sometimes it's not as high as that. Sometimes it's a little higher depending on the what's going on in the world. So there's a real problem. So I, I really love helping entrepreneurs design their life and their business so that they can truly love what they do, get paid what they're worth, and go to sleep at night with that deep sense of contribution. Boom. Well... David, we start every Entrepreneur on Fire show off with a success quote. You've already given us two amazing success quotes. It's gone that motivational ball rolling, but I'm just going to let you continue to push that ball down the hill to fire up Fire Nation even more than you have. So take it away. Well, I thought if I can give you three, because it's hard to give one and really sort of pile. All right. So uh, I love this one. And again, remember, I backpacked for 10 and a half years and I really learned what it meant to leave places and discover new places. And so you can't discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore is one. And you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it is another. And the last one is every master was once a disaster. So if we can put those three together, I think it could be the foundation of what we can talk about today, right? (laughs) That's a great foundation. I'm looking forward to building off of that. This is the foundation of your journey, David, as an entrepreneur. So Take us back to a time when you failed, when you just came up against a challenge or an obstacle that was so massive that you had to dig deep to overcome. You've already brushed over many challenges you've had thus far in your journey, but as entrepreneurs, we continue to fail every single day on certain levels, and I know that you have a great challenge, a great failure that you faced, and then tell Fire Nation how you overcame that. Well, you know, this one here is, uh, um, I want you to sort of give it context. Now, I'm kind of known as the trainer's trainer, and I work with some of the top trainers around the world. Right. And I have people fly from around the world to come and be trained by me, trainers, speakers, uh, anyone who wants to, you know, to stand in front of people. Um, so, so, so that's the, the story set up. But if we go back about 13 or 14 years ago, um, I, I, I hadn't discovered personal growth at that time. I hadn't started investing in my own journey. I hadn't started this life design kind of process. But I was asked to MC a wedding. And uh, the, the buddy of mine, he says, listen, we, we just don't want anything conventional. I figured, yeah, that's me. I'm unconventional. I could do this, right? <laughs> um, and sadly, you know, at the end of the MC portion 
of the wedding. And we were in a small town called Caslow, British Columbia, which is in the Kootenays. And, and all of the groom side of the family had come up from the United States to this little town of 800 people. And at the end of the groom's portion of the, of the, um, of, of, of the MC portion, I'm sorry, of the wedding, um, I'm standing backstage. I'm terrified at this time. I realized I'd blown it. I just didn't know how badly I'd blown it. And the whole groom side of the family stood up and they left the wedding. Oh. They didn't, didn't come back to the party. Some of them didn't speak to him for a year. And two of them on their way out came backstage where I was standing and said, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And of course, <laughs> you can almost feel it, right? And I was, I, I really was, right? And for years afterwards, I was so terrified. The next day I flew to Europe and I just hid out in Europe because all my friends were there. I mean, like, you know, all my closest friends were in that particular event. And for three or four years, my wife would catch me staring off in a space and she'd say things like, stop thinking about it. Um, <laughs> and I just was completely 100% deep down to the core of my being, humiliated, devastatingly humiliated. Um, you know, and I didn't even have the courage to speak to my friends for years. I'm talking about years and years and years, almost eight years later. I mean, the groom, him and I didn't talk till I started writing a book. <laughs> and I said, look, I really want to talk about this, right? And can I have your permission? And we talked about it for the first time. And it was like almost a decade later. I mean, think of that, right? So, all I knew for sure, though, is I would never, ever go on stage again. Remember, I wasn't on stage. It wasn't my career. It wasn't my passion or whatever. I just, I just said I, I didn't see this wedding. You know, I was absolutely terrified. And, and the lessons I learned from the disaster, the first one was this, and I teach this a lot. Every master was once a disaster, is that now I give myself permission and I'm kind to myself. Whenever I start anything new, I'm going to be a disaster um, and I'm going to be messy. And, and, and every business in the beginning, any, any venture, any, any instrument you play. I mean, if your kid's learning an instrument, I have a kid learning drums and another kid learning electric guitar. And I'm telling you, for the first few months, it was pretty noisy. And <laughs> they, you know, everything's amplified through these huge speakers, right? The second one was... Um, that many times in the fragments of our greatest disasters lies the seeds of our greatest triumphs. And, and this wedding was all about me and my ego. I, I was desperately trying to impress. And so another big lesson that I now teach my students is, is to be, be interested, not interesting. And this is so true in business. If you're starting a business, if, you're, if your customers know that you're interested in them, instead of trying to be interesting, really be interested, things shift very, 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 very quickly. So I think it works in every kind of relationship to be interested, not interesting. Even an intimate relationship, you're trying to pick up a girl, trying to pick up a guy, be interested, not interesting. The fourth one is, once we fall in love with our own imperfection, um, that it's these stories that really connect us to others. And so what I talk about when I'm on stage a lot, I, I tell a lot of the stories of my big screw-ups. And it actually is what endears. And on, on, my, on my show, you know, I do a show three times a week. I share a lot of the stories of these, you know, these monumental <laughs> screw-ups. And I've had a lot of them, right? I like every great entrepreneur. They're, they're, we have a bad load of them. And I think it's our imperfection that connects us to each other. And, and I always love, I love this saying that I use a lot on stage is, you know, we're perfectly imperfect, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, I, I want to talk about it, sort of the eight most powerful words came out of this for me as well from this thing is tell the truth, 
all the time with compassion. And it's something that I truly believe in. That's another big lesson for me. I wasn't someone who was very truthful. And so this really made me look at my life and who I was and where I was hiding out and, and, and how I hid out, you know, and I was so, so intent on, 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 you know, impressing people. And I was so, um, you know, I, I'm a recovering prover of the worst kind, right? And so now, you know, tell the truth all the time with, uh, with compassion. Um, and since those days, you know, truth has become really sexy and a key for me to live an authentic life. Uh, there's a great quote, and this is the thing about experience, right? A great quote that says is that experience is something you get just after you really need it. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so I hope that I sort of answered that a little bit. David, you knocked it out of the park. You didn't just answer the question. In fact, it's kind of a love-hate answer for me because I can just hear Fire Nation, Entrepreneur on Fire listeners unsubscribing from this podcast and subscribing to yours as we speak. So it's kind of heartbreaking. Well, then we should, then we should talk about my favorite word, which is always both. Yes. And both. It's always both. Never one or the other. You don't have to have either or we could have both. You could have John and Dave. In fact, John, we'll get you on my show. So what we do is we'll cross pollinate. Oh, I love the cross pollination. I'm so happy to have you on speaking to fire nation. These kind of quotes, these kind of lessons, this mission is so inspiring on so many levels. And we're going to keep that going. You shared with us this failure you had, and you were so open about it, and I'm so appreciative of it. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. That's that aha moment, when that light bulb goes off, and you've already spoken about the word authentic self. It's when you really find that authentic self, and you know what your target market is, and who you want to be speaking to and for, and what products and services you want to create. Share with us your biggest light bulb moment, David, and how did you turn that moment into success? Well, you know, I think there's, there's many, of course, but um, one of the ones that came from this was that I could have it all without attempting to please everybody. You know, I was so busy trying to please everyone that I had a different mask on for every occasion and sort of really deeply realizing that my true power came from transparency and living authentically and living authentically a true life where you really do speak truth. You know, it's like, you know, even if someone invites you for dinner, how hard it is for people to say no without having to make up a little lie about it right <laughs> you know it's just that we, we're conditioned to lie to each other which is such a, a terrible it, it builds barriers between people and I'm all about relationships building great relationships right so I always felt that there's kind of two of us there's the person we were born to be and the person we've learned to be in order to survive in the world that we lived in right so everyone grew up every kid grew up in a different world and some of the worlds were more ferocious than others so we have to learn to survive in those worlds you know if our parents were basket cases as a you know, think of Oprah's family, you know, that's a great example, right? We have to learn to survive in that world. So, but when I began to live authentically and truthfully and taking 100% responsibility for everything I did and didn't have, my world changed. And it's not really important, that other distinction. I took responsibility for everything that was in my life and everything that was, wasn't in my life. And that's when my world changed, right? So, like I said, as a recovering prover, this was really, really big for me. And I don't know if other people out there do this, you know, like I was the guy that I'd go to someone's house and take a pee and I was so afraid of them hearing me peeing, I'd run the tap so that, I don't know, and I know there's people out there that nod because I asked this question, you know, or people would phone me four o'clock in the morning, right, or three o'clock in the morning, like, I mean, of course it's three o'clock in the morning, right, and, I, and rather than answer the phone and go, hello, yeah, what's up, you know, I'd go, hello, 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 and I'd ask like, hello, like I'm awake, <laughs> you know, and I was so afraid of people, right, oh, no, no, you didn't wake me up, anyway, so you'd probably get it, but once I 
I realized I could begin to design my life with everything that I loved and cared about, love, great friendship, success, passion, adventure, money, fun, right? That's when it changed. And Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt, she's one of my favorite people, right? She said, I am what I am, and that's part of my evolution. What other people think of me is part of their evolution, right? And, uh, and so another, another big one that I, I, I know, I personally trained hundreds of thousands of students and asked them this question. I say, how many of you agree that the universe is on purpose, that everything's happening for a reason? Now, we can use the universe or we could use God or Allah or Buddha. So I'm not trying to change people's religious beliefs here. But if you don't like the word universe, use the word God or Allah or Buddha, whatever you want to say here. But how many agree that the universe or your blank is on purpose, that everything's happening as it should, right? And I would say that almost without faith, whether I'm in front of 8,000 people or 800 people, you know, we get 100% agreement. Yeah, when it hits the fan, excuse my language, many people lose it. And, and, and for some, it's, it's like the, the worst thing that's ever happened to them because of one small incident. They've been embezzled, they were in a car accident, their house got broken into, they became a paraplegic, or they were severely burned. And if you look at Oprah, who I just mentioned, I mean, she was raped at nine, she left home at 13 and pregnant at 15, all right? But look at the life that she leads and the level of contribution that she leads it. So one of the most influential people in the world and uh, Oprah is right now and all she did was share her truth not hide anything she was completely authentic and transparent and she was interested in other people and she understood the Goya G-O-Y-A the Goya principle which you can ask me about in a minute so the secret is this I feel one of the big ahas right is the event, whatever event is, whether it's, you know, you became a paraplegic. With a number of my friends have become, you know, and, and, and if you add a story to it, a negative story, you have a problem in your life. Same event, no story, no problem. And there's millions, like Nick Wojciech is a guy that I, uh, um, I mean, um, he has no arms, no legs, no worries, right? Nick Wojciech, I don't know if you've ever seen him. No arms, no legs, no worries. He, he travels the world wow. and inspires youth. He has no arms and no legs. And I have friends who are burn victims, who are, who, who are going around training the world. You know, Oprah, what happened to her? So again, it's that whole idea, the event's going to happen to you, but what story are you going to tell yourself? And so many people in business, you know, they might happen to my dad, you know, they'll have a failure. And so the event was they were in business, it failed. Now the negative story in their head, now they have a problem and often they'll stop moving forward or they'll, they'll, they'll regret it. They live in regret the rest of their life. Same event, no story, no problem. Remember Walt Disney failed and went bankrupt seven times and look what Disney does now in the world. That's so many powerful things. And David, I do want to come to the Goya principle, but before we do... Have you had an I've made it moment? Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm a little reluctant to answer this because, you know, it sounds a little like self, you know, patting on my back. But I also realize that it's my responsibility just to tell the truth. And, you know, um, you know, if I look at I left school at 15, hard, could hardly read and write. I was doing drugs. I was always drunk. I was in jail. I stole cars. I mean, I, you know, I was a I was an angry, bad kid. Right. I arrive in Canada illegally with nothing but a guitar and a backpack, you know, and I remember watching The Secret many years later and being amazed by these incredible authors and trainers and the impact they're having on the world and, and, and wondering what they were really like. What are these guys really like? Like Jack, Han Jack Hanfield, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul and Success Principles was his book, right? Marcy Shimoff sold 114 million books. Lisa Nichols, Mike Dooley, who speaks to 600,000 people daily. John Asraf, the author of The Answer. And then 
then I looked at all the people I've been reading, like, you know, the Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, or Life of the Daymaker with David Wagner, or Peak uh, and, and Emotional Equations by Chip Connolly and the four-hour chef, Tim Ferriss. And I suddenly started realizing that all of these people, uh, there were people, these transformational leaders, there were people I, I'm hanging out with now and whose numbers I have in my phone. And, and many of them have become actually really close friends. And I kind of pinch myself and I look, I look over my shoulder a little bit thinking, I wonder if anyone's going to notice. <laughs> right? And then another big thing happened where I thought, you know, I've made it. And it's not, it's not really a thing. It's a how I feel deep inside. I just feel happy, really happy. And I think that's the big thing of knowing. But here's another big thing. Richard Branson is a hero of mine. I bumped into him in a casino in, in Vegas, right? But he says the jewel of his empire is a private island in the Virgin Islands, which is Necker. And if you've been there, I have. It's gorgeous, right? And recently, I was able to purchase my own private island off the coast of Belize, which is in a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's a marine sanctuary. And the idea of buying it was to create a transformational mecca where I can bring small groups to do transformational work where we can really turn their lives around. They don't have to wait like me, like 30, 40 years to do it. We can do it and, and really start that that ball rolling more quickly, right? Um, so, so that idea of having that place. And who's my partner? Jack Canfield, uh, who we've become incredibly close friends. And this is what the gem is, the reason I shared this story. The gem is the, 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 the island's been on my vision board for years, and secretly as a kid, I really hated my, how I grew up, right? And I always wanted to own an island and be the ultimate ruler of my own country so I could tell my parents to go to hell, <laughs> right? That, that's where it started. But then with Branson and watching him and going to Necker Island, I realized that it was so much more than that, right? right? And when I saw the magazine article about the island, I knew immediately. My girlfriend thought I was absolutely insane. I said, I think I'm going to buy this island. She, she had, I really hadn't articulated to her. Five days later, five days later, I'm on the island shaking hands with the owner to buy it, right? But what was interesting before that, about a year before that, I'd set an intention to become friends with Jack Canfield. And I didn't know how that was going to happen. I had no clue. And, and I, I, one day I get a call asking from Jack's office asking if I could help him out and do a project with him, which I readily agreed, right? While I was there, I was invited to go for dinner, so I had to change some flights. I ended up at his home, and then I ended up spending the night, ended up cooking dinner with his wife, and we sat, we sat there telling jokes all night. And what I'm saying is all I, all I did was set this intention. I thought, you know, within a year, I want to be close friends. And then within a year, I'm a business partner with him, and we are really close friends. And I'm telling you, that is the kind of stuff, John, that is, is I say, oh, my gosh, I, I, I don't know if you have made it, but here's the other part of the other the other part of this equation is I feel this deep sense of responsibility now because I know something that I didn't know before. And if enough people can get to know this, they can have whatever they want and design the life of their dreams. And it's not BS. It's not, I'm not, this isn't woo woo woo. This is, this is real. One thing I want to pull out of there, David, that I just really enjoyed is that imposter syndrome that you're talking about, like looking over your shoulder and just saying, wow, I wonder if anybody's ever going to really find out, do I belong here? And Seth Godin always talks about this. I've had him on the show. He brought it up specifically and he writes about it often. There's so many other people that say that this imposter syndrome can really just change people's mindset, their mind shift to really think that they do not belong, that they aren't really where they should be at this moment in time. How are you able to kind of overcome this quote unquote imposter syndrome that you refer to? Well, it's funny you use the word imposter because I didn't know uh, Seth used that term. But I mean, I, I teach a program. Uh, one of my, I, I, I teach a number of programs, but one I actually focus on what I call the imposter, which is that negative voice in our head. Right. You know, we, we all have one. Some people call it the rowdy roommate, but I, the way I. <laughs> 
But I spend more time training people, and that's why I like doing intensive. That's why I bought the island, to put people on the island for seven days, immerse them in something really beautiful and meaningful, right? But the idea is that, you know, where I've come to in my life is any time I hear a negative conversation in my head, I discount it as not my authentic self. I discount it completely and I realize, well, why would I talk to myself like that? And most people, the negative conversation is constant. They look and they get up in the mirror. I mean, women, you know this one, right? And 80% of my students are women. You look in the mirror, you know, and it's like, Jesus, you look fat in those pants. Look at my ass, right? I mean, that's the conversation we're having with <laughs> ourselves, you know, on a physical level. So the idea is, is to catch those negative thoughts as they come up and realize they're not you. That's the person, that, I said there's two people, right? The per- person you were born to be, which is all love. I mean, listen, you know, and if we follow the path of love, I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but I'm not a woo-woo guy. I'm a kick-you-in-the-ass guy, right? So, But the idea is that, that when, when that negative conversation comes up, it's simply not real. You know, and my, uh, another good friend of mine, Don Miguel Ruiz, who's booked The Four Agreements, he was on my show. And he was saying this, he said, you know, when we look out there, he says, we look at the stars and we look at the Milky Way and we look at the planets and he says, and we look inside and we see the oceans and the teeming life and we see the trees and the forest and the jungles and the everything, he says, and we see everything as a miracle. And then we look at us, you know, he says, isn't it just, isn't it that we're a miracle? And I truly believe that. I mean, I think, and if you, what I do to keep myself on track some days is I simply lay in bed and I hold up one finger in front of my face and I bend it. If I want to see a miracle, I bend it. I think of everything that has to happen, all these synapses firing for me to be able to bend my finger and then I touch right. myself on the face. Think of the gentleness of touch, the fact we can cradle a baby. I mean, we are absolutely a miracle. There's billions of things happening in our body right now. And yet we have that monkey brain. And that's why we can't believe a thought we think of. It's negative. We just got to train ourselves to ignore the negative conversation, which will be there for the rest of our lives. And that's why environment is stronger than willpower. That's why most people, they need to get away from negative influence and spend more time in a a more positive environment. That's why your show is so good, because they're plugging good stuff in and enough good stuff goes in, it will start to quieten down that noisy roommate, that imposter. But guess what? It's going to, when we're having those moments of self-doubt, when we're we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, that noise is going to get louder. And that's when we have to have the courage to keep moving forward. That's where the Goya principle comes from. That's just great stuff, David. And I just heard all of the male portion of Fire Nation listeners sit up when you said that you have 80% females that are in your coaching programs. I think it kind of makes visiting your island a little more appealing to them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Don't worry. I'll look after you. Oh, that's great stuff. So let's check it out. Let's talk about your current business right now. Share with Fire Nation one thing that is really exciting you today. Well, you know, I split again. You know, I can't do one thing. I find one thing hard, but, but I'm really excited about my weekly show, The Kick-Ass Life, like you, you know, and I so, so know where you're at. You know, I started my show a year ago, and you don't know, you know, and I, I'm looking at my TV screen in front of me right now, my computer screen, and on there it says a, a million downloads, you know, and, 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 I, and I realized that, you know, our show's in 163 countries, and here I am sitting, I can sit here in my jammies if I want, not that I wear jammies, but I can sit here whatever <laughs> I want and, and train and really, you know, and, and do something meaningful. And the fact that I penetrated so many cultures and, and with this really clear message, it's a very simple message because I don't think you, we need to do a million things right. 
We just need to do a few things right, you know, and, and notice when we're off track, right? But, but so, and then luckily, because I don't know how it's happened, but it's happened. There's all these amazing people in my life that want to come on the show and share their gems as well. So I do three very different shows. Um, and it's called thekickasslife.com. And I know we're regularly, you know, really up there on iTunes. And it's, it's again, I feel very humbled like you. This is a, this is a, it's a journey. And, and I know the journey you're on and I commend and I, and I totally appreciate you having me on your show as well. Because uh, that takes a lot of courage, you know, bringing people on about other shows. It takes tremendous courage for you uh, and, and to, be, to, to, to be so open and to share your space. And I think that's where true genius lies is when we're not afraid. We, we invite great people into the space without the fear of competition, you know, and then it becomes collaboration, right? Um, I also run training programs. I've got one coming up. If you guys are interested, you guys, ladies, whatever, and, and Thatch Key, my, my island's called Thatch, like a thatch roof, T-H-A-T-C-H, K, which is C-A-Y-E, Belize, the country, Thatch K, Belize. It's a little private island. But we're doing a, a, an event there on the 1st of July um, and to the 8th, the first week of July. It's called Mind, Body, and Spirit. I've got some, a great, great, I, this doctor, Michael Colgan's coming in with me as well. But we're going to have an amazing week of your life. I promise you, one of the most transformational weeks of your life. And I think there's only four spots left. So if you want to come, you can, it's davidonfacebook.com, davidonfacebook.com. Just go there and talk to me, you know, and, and I'm happy, you know, this is a new website uh, or a new Facebook page, but come in there and have a chat and, you know, and, and if it works for you, it works. And if not, we have lots of other program so those are a couple of things and then the other one is I focus on helping entrepreneurs design a life that's kick-ass and create multiple streams of residual and passive income and the thing I was never taught John and probably you weren't either I wasn't taught to think in multiple streams of income and I wasn't taught to think in multiple streams of residual and passive income I didn't even know what they were and residual income and passive income are so sexy and so <laughs> and so those are the three primary things and then being a dad you know i take a lot of time off to be with my kids i have a 13 year old and a 15 year old calvin and ben there you know we were paintballing yesterday and i just involve them they come down to the island and take programs and and you know i want them to be i want my work and my business and my life all to be one thing it's not i go to work i am work you know i i am my passion and my passion exudes from everything i'm doing right David, I love that. And you just bring up so many good points with every question that I have that it's all I can do to pull out one and just chat about it for a second. And it's going to have to be about the podcasting because I can just hear your passion coming through the microphone and I can just tell that you just bring it every single episode at the Kick-Ass Life podcast. And it's just a great medium for you. I mean, 163 countries, you've had over a million downloads. It's amazing what podcasting can do this day and age. What I love about Entrepreneur on Fire, we're currently getting over 200,000 unique downloads every single month in over 145 countries. I love those emails that are coming from people in just third world countries that are saying, John, I go to the internet cafe every single day just to download that podcast and listen to it and it's changing my mindset. And I mean, it's incredible that, you know, I do wear jammies and I'm wearing them right now. I'm not afraid to admit it. And I'm able to reach these people all over the world. I'm getting naked. <laughs> uh, Fire Nation, this is not a video podcast, by the way. <laughs> Thank goodness. And I can reach these people all over the world just through my microphone that's plugged into my computer. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you're doing the same thing, David. And your offer to Fire Nation, we're going to link it up in the show notes. I suggest everybody check it out. You've heard them. I mean, you know what spending 
35 minutes with David plugged into your iPod is going to do for you. I mean, imagine seven days at his island is going to do for you. So take a look at it. Check it out. David, have we talked about the Goya principle enough? Goya, it's really simple. It's an old ancient Sanskrit. You want to write it down. Get off your ass. <laughs> ancient. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, the, the thing is this. Nothing's going to happen until you happen. And, you know, there's a thing, how the brain works. And I, I hope you don't run too long. So, John, tell me to shut up if I need to. But Don't you know, shut the up. Brain, the, 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 there's a part of the brain called the psycho-cybernetic mechanism. And I call it the cycle. And what happens is every single time we step out of our comfort zone, it releases chemicals into the body. Now, this is science, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making this up. Now, what happens is with those chemicals, they're, they're, they're in interpreted by the body as fear, apprehension, doubt, and uncertainty. And what happens when most people feel a little fear, apprehension, doubt, and uncertainty, they either slow down, they stop, or they retreat. The Goya principle is this, you know, you, you, people who are successful, they have the same feeling. Whenever I start, when I started this first podcast, I mean, I was crazy. Like I had fear, apprehension, doubt, and uncertainty, right? even today, you know, I don't, I'm not interviewed on many shows. I'm always interviewing, right? So even today I had that same old feeling going through that most people have whenever they're doing something new. And so what I do is this, I, I train people to, to move out of their comfort zone into the uncomfortable zone where they get to feel that feeling. And then they get used to it. And as long, the more you get used to that feeling of uncom- you know, discomfort, apprehension, fear, and uncertainty, and you stay in it, and you keep moving forward, you're going to find that every time you do something new, it doesn't matter how successful you are, Donald Trump has the same feeling when he starts something new. So does Richard Branson. So does Oprah Winfrey. We all have the same feeling, but we keep moving through it. And so the, there's three levels. I call it the comfort zone, the uncomfortable zone, which is where we should be living if we're entrepreneurs, and then the unknown. I love the unknown. I spent most of my life there. And I train a lot of people how to fall in love with the unknown. Well, David, there is obviously way too much information for us to go into as much depth as we need to because it's all so incredibly important. So Fire Nation, you just need to know that everything that Dave is talking about is going to be linked up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash David Wood. You're going to be able to just immerse yourself in all of his wisdom. You're going to subscribe to his podcast to gain even more from this point going forward. Just so much incredible stuff. Before we continue with all this incredibleness, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, when your entire team can get together, it's amazing what gets accomplished. Projects that take weeks, decisions that take days, it's all done right then and there. But gathering everyone together from different locations can be super time-consuming, expensive, and plain impossible. That's why we use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It makes it easy for your entire team to get together online, whenever you need to, no matter where people are. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, you share the same screen so you're on the same page. The built-in HD video conferencing makes your online meetings just like being in the same room. Plus, it's simple to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, smartphone, tablet, and even your iPad. So Fire Nation, try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit gotomeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code FIRE. Remember, the promo code is FIRE. Now it's Audible's turn. Fire Nation, I encourage you to head over to audible.com. You'll be able to choose from over 100,000 audiobook titles with a ton of different genres. Download individual audiobooks or sign up for the Audible Listener Program, which gives you book credits each month for one low monthly fee. 
When you download an audiobook over at audible.com, you can access it on your PC, burn it onto a CD, or upload it to your iPod or any MP3 device. Let me tell you, Fire Nation, audible.com is the place to go for premium digital audio entertainment. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? No pressure. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't think anything held me back. Yeah, I left school at 15, left home. I just had to get off. You know, I really had to just do something. Uh, although I've been an employee a couple of times, I soon realized that the key to wealth and ultimate happiness for me was to create ultimate wealth. And ultimate wealth is great health, great relationships, fulfilling, biz- uh, fulfilling business, and multiple streams of income, which you can't necessarily do as an employee. Now, you can't start off. If you're employed right now listening, you can't start off as an employee and get there. So don't, don't worry about that. You know? But honestly, the entrepreneur, you have, to be, you, ha- you, you, you have to take some kind of control. And I love helping people get there. Boom. What's the best business advice you've ever received? I think the, the one I didn't realize was investing the most in me. I right. was the most important asset I had. And most people spend more on the outside of their body, their clothes, their jewelry, their hair, uh, their shoes, the car payment than they ever do between their ears. And I think that if you could invest 10% of your income on growing yourself, on taking programs, on great books, on courses, and watch what happens. The more you invest in you, there's a great saying, again, my wealth can only grow to the extent I'm willing to grow myself. And you're the greatest investor investment you could ever have. And now you can invest your time because shows like this, Entrepreneur on Fire, the Kick-Ass Life podcast are free. All you need to do is invest your time and have an open mind and an open heart to what's coming down. Well, and the other thing, stay with it, you know, because you're not going to love every show. Like, you won't love every guest that John has on. You may not love every guest. It's find the ones that work for you because not everything's going to work for you. You're an individual. So find the stuff that works and go for it. The stuff that doesn't work, leave it. Don't worry about it. Just do something else, but keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have a daily guest. Just go on to the next one. (laughs) So, David, what's something that's working for you right now? Well, I think the show you know, allows, allows me, we talked about it, allow me to, uh, you know, to, to reach my arms around the world and make a difference, you know, the kick-ass life, you're right. Um, but, you know, but also blending my life and business together. They're the same thing. I never feel like I'm going to work. And consequently, my family and friends are all included. So I create events. I mean, my kids were just on the island with me for three weeks. And we did two programs there where people flew from Australia to come there, right? And so to have them in the audience or volunteering. And, and, and so I just say that, you know, you can have it all. But you've got to know what all looks like. So you've got to be, you know, dare to dream. You know, dare to create a life that is freaking magnificent. <laughs> Oh, love it. Do you have an internet resource, David, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Um, what we use at thekickasslife.com, we use Bluehost. And if you go to the thekickasslife.com, this is just a little plug for me, actually, but thekickasslife.com, Bluehost, they're a, a web hosting solution. Um, uh, and so if you go on our website and you click on the little button there and you do end up using it, we get a lot of money. That's all right. Booyah. Uh, 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 but the other one is that this is new and it's really, it looks exciting. I really, I met the owner of this and I, it's something that we're in, implementing and it's uh, Opus. 
opusworkspace.com. But if you go to, again, if you go to kickass.opusworkspace.com, kickass.opusworkspace.com, this is an online collaboration tool, web-based application. And it's a really, it's like the Facebook for business, for entrepreneurs, where you really get stuff done, where you can collaborate with each other. And I'm really liking it. You know, we've just implemented it in, so it's new for us. But again, you go to kickass.opusworkspace.com. You can find it there. Wonderful. And that will be linked up in the show notes as well. If you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, David, what would it be? Ah, you know me, I can't give you one. So um, <laughs> it depends where you're at in your evolution, both financially, if it's a financial evolution we're looking at. Think and Grow Rich is what changed everything for me, and it changed my attitude towards money. So if you have no financial blueprint that you've worked on yet and you don't know how you're wired, best way to look at it is look at your results. Look at what you're earning. If you're earning you know, between 30 and 50 or 50 and 80 or 80 and 100, whatever it is, uh, if you're not earning enough money, you're, you've probably got to work on your financial blueprint. So I'd start there with Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Kiyosaki or Business of the 21st Century, which is a new kind of business for a young entrepreneur because most people fail because of a lack of skills. If uh, business, business uh, mindset, the e-myth with Gerber, if you are starting a business, you want it to be systemized. So the e-myth with uh, Gerber, a marketing that matters with Chip Conley is off the charts. If his attitude, I love life as a daymaker with David Wagner. Uh, he's an amazing guy, very successful businessman, and it's a beautiful book. And for the soul, I'd say the prophet, Khalil Gibran. I, I've carried that book for 30 years around with me, and you just want to read those poems. I, I give them away as gifts on birthdays or funerals. And But the prophet, Khalil Gibran, or the little prince is another one, a little tiny book that just changes the way you think. David. This next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at Fire Nation with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> well, I wouldn't open the laptop. Um, because uh, I still know what makes me come alive. I still know what makes me feel fulfilled and what makes me sizzle on the inside. So I wouldn't even turn my laptop on for seven days. I'd just keep it off because everything's about relationships. Every success is about relationships. And that, that old cliche, it's not what you know, it's who you know. There's a lot of truth in that. So first of all, I'd wander around the city or town or village, wherever I was dropped off, and get a feel for it. Find the places that make me feel great, places I love to be alone because I think it's always important to know where that is. And then I'd wander into businesses, museums. I'd start chatting with people, getting to know them. Remember, I'd be interested, not interesting. I'd start building relationships. And then I'd go and find successful people, the movers and shakers, the people that are making it happen in the arena that I was most passionate about. And I'd offer to buy them lunch. I got 500 bucks. I'd buy them lunch um, for the people that were making a difference. I'd ask for advice or input, possibly help. Then I'd probably offer to work for free. I did this all over the world. I'd work for free to learn from them. Uh, I'd work my ass off when I worked for free. And then once I proved that I was really a valuable asset for them, uh, I would start to you know, build that trust. Again, it's all about building relationships. And I, you have to pay a price for relationships. It doesn't matter what kind of relationships. And I'd also make sure I bought lunch for some people that were homeless or less fortunate than me. Even if I only had $500, is doing random acts of kindness and, and facing on, uh, focusing on gratitude will change everything for everyone. And remember the quote, you know, an entrepreneur, definition of an entrepreneur is someone that solves people's, people's problems for a profit 
you know, someone who solves people's problems for a profit. So once I felt like I knew what people were looking for in this new world, and once I built relationships with the people that were making things happen, I saw how it worked because every new world or every culture has its own unique style. There's, there's a little something. I work a lot in Australia and Taiwan and Hong Kong and around the world with my work, right? And, uh, you know, everywhere's slightly different. We have to be aware of that. And then what I do is I try and find what the problems were that people were having in this new world and, and solve them and make a difference. And, and, and as, soon as, <clears throat> I, I, as soon as I had some other people excited about what I was doing and people who wanted to join on and play in this game with me, I'd give them the laptop because they'd have a different set of skills with me and they can open it and they can start doing stuff on the computer that needs to get done because that ain't me. I'm all about relationships. <laughs> David, you have given us some incredibly actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, well, first of all, let me say thank you to you, to you John. I mean, I, again, I, I, see your, I see your commitment, and, and seven day, you do this five or seven days a week? Seven days a week. Seven days a week, guys. I don't know if you understand the commitment John's putting out, but I do. I know what it takes, and he has really, really strong show notes. I mean, this is a, a mammoth commitment from a, a, a young guy. I mean, you're not an old man here, but you're a young guy who's really passionate about making change. So first of all, I want to really salute you because I, I get it. I get what you're doing. I get how hard it is, and I get that you make it seem easy, but you really have a system that works. So congratulations. Thank you, David. Um, my last piece of advice is this, you know what, look at your results. The results never lie in your life. Look at the results in your marriage. Look at the results in your relationships. Look at the results with your kids. Look at the results in your bank balance. Look at the results with your body. If you don't like the results, then you've got to do, try this, try homework for 90 days. Don't blame anyone. Don't complain about anything and don't justify anything for 90 days. Just take 100% responsibility for everything that's in your life, 100% of responsibility for everything that's not in your life, and start taking actions that get different results. Because if you keep doing the same stuff you're doing, you're going to keep getting the same thing. And unfortunately, you can't trust your brain. Your brain is not there to make you happy or rich. That's why it keeps talking to you in a negative tone. So you can't believe the negative self-limiting thoughts. And the one big thing, environment is stronger than willpower. You've got to get out of the environment you're in. If you're in a negative environment, you've got to start hanging around with more positive people and you've got to start really, really understanding that that's half of everything is who you hang out with. You become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So spend time with the people that are going to help you move forward and help them move forward as well, right? It's not what you just take, it's what you give. Jim Rohn, boom. How can we find you, David? Well, like I said, uh, um, I I talked about the website, uh, davidonfacebook.com. Um, is that what I said? Yeah, that is what you said. <laughs> yeah. I have it okay. all written down. It'll all be yeah. linked up. Yeah, sure. And, you know, so Facebook's a good place. I do have three Facebook pages, but if you can come to that one with my Kick-Ass Life Facebook page, I will be uh, closing down one. So one's already maxed out. But, I like, you know, that's a good place for us to start. And, again, you know, go to the, um, the, the island website and see if you'd like to come and do some events. Or if you can't, just start, start a relationship, you know, start chatting. Just, you know, you can get in touch with me. And I do answer my own. My own if you speak to me on Facebook, I will speak to you back personally. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, that, that's basically it. I just want to focus on that one area because I think that's a great place where we can communicate for people around the world. David, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Ciao. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. 
go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.